Harlow Gorgeous. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Jessica Harlow Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Harlow, and this is pretty much my podcast for where to come to when you want to not just sit and follow and admire beautiful, happy, sexy, magical, successful women, but actually want to figure out how you can become one yourself, or at least more of one yourself, Um, because I think we're all kind of on that journey. Nobody has their whole life perfectly together or, you know, exactly how they want it to be. There's always something that, you know, we feel like we can improve or even learn to enjoy more. And I think that's something that's really important and something that I have kind of had on my mind lately, which is we're always constantly chasing after, you know, bigger and better and constantly wanting to improve. And that's really important. I think it's really important for us to feel like we are learning and growing and um, getting better in any way, shape, or form, getting smarter, getting stronger. But it's also really important to learn how to enjoy the way things are as they are. Because otherwise, you know, what's the point? I mean, what if you get to whatever your ideal goal is and you're like, oh, is this is this it? Like, this is it? Like, I just chill now? Um, so it's really important that no matter where you are in your life's journey to really find ways to enjoy wherever you are currently. Before we get into today's topic, of course, I want to take a quick moment to thank those of you who have been rating and reviewing this podcast and sharing it on your social media. I've been seeing posts over the past um, like few weeks and things of you guys really getting into sharing, listening to the podcast on your stories. I've actually reposted a few of you guys on my own Instagram. And it's just, it really means so much to me. I love that you guys are enjoying the podcast and feeling like you're getting something out of it. Something that I really struggle with, and I think we all can relate to this on some level, is especially when you're creating something on the regular and you're expected to create something um, on the regular, you want it to be valuable. Like, There's always this part of, I think all of us, no matter what it is we're putting out, we want to, we are kind of looking for some kind of approval in a way. Um, Even if we want to say that, oh, we really don't care what other people think to an extent, but we do hope that at least some people will get what we, what we mean and hear what we, what we're saying and understand and appreciate it and take something from it. So it really means the world to me that you guys are getting so much out of my podcast And so much so that you are wanting to share it with people that follow you, with your own friends and family members. And I mean, you guys have shared so many stories with me um, and have told me so much about when you like to listen to the podcast. It's kind of become like part of your routine. Honestly, I don't have words for how thankful and grateful I am for that. But I just wanted to say thank you so, so much. If you have not yet rated and reviewed the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you did. All you have to do is just go into your podcast app, search for the Jessica Harlow podcast. My show will pop up. You click on it, click on reviews, and you're there. It's really simple, really easy, and I would really, really appreciate it. It always means the world to me. And if you're not listening to this on iTunes or your podcast app, I'm not really familiar with all the other apps that people are able to listen to podcasts to. But if you can't leave reviews on the, you know, iTunes or the Apple podcast app, you can also just share this on your social media or share this with a friend that you think would really enjoy it. So let them know about the show. I would really appreciate it. It helps the show to grow. And the more the show grows, Hopefully the better the episodes can get. 
So all of that said, because I don't want to waste a ton of time with intros because I hate when I listen to podcasts and the intros are like five years long, like get to the damn point. Um, Let's get into this week's topic. So recently I asked you guys to submit some questions, ideas, topics, um, suggestions and things for the podcast. I usually ask you guys a lot of questions on my Instagram stories. I always um, spend a lot of time interacting with you guys through that and through the Instagram DMs. And I asked you to comment on a specific picture. It just really helps me to kind of categorize things and organize things so that way when I'm going to create a certain piece of content or I feel a little bit stuck, I know which photo to go to so I can check what you guys have written into me. So I have everything in one place. It's honestly it's honestly much more efficient than probably anything else. Um, I do take screenshots of things that you guys send me in DMs and stuff just so I kind of have like notes. I have like a whole folder in my phone so that I can go back to that and always check. So whenever you write to me, Even if I don't respond, um, if I've seen it and if it's something that definitely like would require more of an extra like thoughtful response, I don't want to just give like BS responses. You know what I mean? When you ask me something that I definitely want to have a more thoughtful response for, don't get offended if I don't respond right away. I usually go back and try to respond to as many of those kinds of DMs as possible um, because they're very important. But because they're important, I don't want to just be like oh, you know, whatever, that's that's cool or that sucks. You know what I mean? So don't get offended. I'll probably get back to you. And if I don't, you are in my notes for maybe a future podcast or something that I could answer generally and help people who might be in a similar situation to you as well. So I really appreciate that you guys are so, so good at letting me know what you want and telling me exactly what's on your mind because that really helps me to create content that I know you can, you know, hopefully get something out of. Someone asked me something really interesting. Her name is Hunter Boyle Makeup. Since this is a comment, I don't mind to, you know, I guess highlight the person. So hi, Hunter. She asked about how to stay focused when there are distractions. Well, here's what I have to say. I'm somebody who can, and hopefully maybe somebody can relate to this, or maybe Hunter can relate to this, but I'm the type of person where if I don't have structure and if I don't have a plan, it's really hard for me to focus. It's really hard for me to focus when I don't have a map of what exactly I need to be doing or focusing on. I mean, I'm one of those people where like I can have a to-do list. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to get every single thing done. I can plan every minute of my day out. Still doesn't mean I'm going to get absolutely everything done. I will still get distracted. But at least when I have things sort of mapped out and have like an actual plan and an estimate about what time I should start doing what, how much time I should spend doing each thing, it definitely helps to at least give me a sense of direction and help me keep in line. Okay, so the first thing I would recommend when it comes to staying focused and also when it comes to distractions, I mean, obviously it's very important to identify what those distractions are and have a plan for how to avoid those distractions. I mean, no matter what, we can plan everything to death and there's still going to be something that, you know, life always throws a curveball or like a hundred if it feels like it. But it's really important to have a backup plan just in case there is some kind of a major, you know, distraction or something that needs to be addressed that pulls you away from whatever it is that you're doing. But whenever it comes to 
planning things and staying focused, I find that it really helps to start from the night before. Preparation is really key. You know, lay out your plan for the next day. Take like a good 10, 15 minutes and write out everything. And honestly, side note, writing things down is key. It's a lot more likely to actually get done than if you just keep it in your head. Make getting started tomorrow on whatever it is much easier and much more seamless. So if there's anything that you need to have set up, if there's something that you need to have packed, picked out, whatever it is, just make sure that whatever you need is ready and waiting for you from the night before. A lot of the times we, you know, we wake up and we kind of rush through the day and we're like looking for something or other and we're trying to put something together. Like it's really, it's a major distraction. It's kind of why I guess people such as, let's say Mark Zuckerberg, Obama. I mean, when when Obama was president, he wore the same suit pretty much. Like he had multiples of the same one, but it was the same suits pretty much every single day just because it kept things really easy for him. He doesn't have to make all of these decisions um, because decisions are distractions. If you have to stop to really think about little things, it can be really draining. It doesn't seem like it, but little decisions really add up. It's really important for that reason to have things planned out. This is why planning meals is also really important for a lot of people, having things ready ahead of time. It just makes everything else so much more seamless and easy. So of course, besides that, writing things down, as I said, and look at it as soon as you start your day and also throughout, so that way you're constantly being reminded and you're not as likely to forget or allow yourself to drift off and get distracted. If you honestly don't have a plan and a clear view, if I don't have a plan and a clear view of what it is that I need to do, it's so easy for me to get sidetracked, distracted, and really aimless, which is obviously the worst thing. Um, So for focus, now when it comes to focus and eliminating distractions, really identify what your distractions are. I mean, there's always ones that, you know, could happen that you can't really do much about, but focus on the the things that you can actually control, such as, for example, I would say um, the phone. When I need to get things done, my phone is nowhere near me, nowhere near me because I will get really distracted. I'll be scrolling on Instagram. I'll be doing, you know, emails, etc. And it's just, it's so... It's so counterproductive. So what I like to do is I use what's called a time cube. I'll put a link to exactly what I'm talking about in the show notes for you all so you guys can see it and check it out. Um, It's really not expensive. It's life-changing and it's available on Amazon Prime. Honestly, if a product isn't on Prime, I don't even want it anymore. So free shipping (laughs) if if you are a Prime Amazon member like I am. And it's just the best thing ever. It's kind of like a kitchen timer sort of strategy. Your phone has a timer in it, but I don't find it to be a really good option just because you can get distracted way too easily. What would happen with me is I used to use a timer on my phone. Um, I don't mind having Siri do it from time to time, but I don't rely on my phone for uh, timing things just because usually what will happen is as I'm going to set a timer... I'll find another app and I'll just like fall into it for a good hour and not even know what just happened. It's like, I feel like sometimes social media and your phone can really be a lot like when you sit and eat a bag of chips in front of the TV and you, <laughs> you have no idea how it happened, but you you started out with a full bag and now you've got like 
crumbs left in there and you don't know how it all happened you don't even remember eating anything that's kind of how i find cell phones smartphones social media can really be so that's what i do i use my little time cube i have my phone in a completely different room and i use my little time cube just to keep track of my time and um it helps me it just keep free of distractions because I know when that time cube is on, I'm only supposed to be focusing on one task. And that's also really important. Really important. Don't multitask. I mean, you think you're getting more done, but honestly, you're probably just spreading your focus and your attention around way too many things. So instead, focus on one task at a time and a time cube really keeps you accountable for that. But also, when you're scheduling time for whatever it is that you really need to do, also schedule time for distractions and schedule time to allow yourself to be distracted or to just, you know, do whatever it is that you want to do normally. There's a certain method where you set 25 minutes to work and focus on one task and then you schedule like five minutes of a break right after you could use your time cue for that. That's what I've done many times and I found it to be really effective. Um, and they say that it works because on average, most people start to naturally lose focus and effectiveness at around like the 20, 25 minute mark. So giving yourself those five minutes to recharge, stretch, have some water, a quick snack, um, scroll through social media, text your friend or whatever it is that you want to do, you can do that. Um, but it's just really important to keep track of your time and monitor also where you are being distracted. Um, I say this a lot, but you really should. It would really benefit a lot of people to audit their time and check what they're spending their time on throughout the day. Because it's really interesting how we can sometimes think that we're not spending much time doing certain things when really it can add up to like hours if you spread it out. But let's just like spread out over the course of the day and we don't really realize or we just don't really track our time. So it's really important to track your time, track what it is that you're doing, track what your distractions are and figure out which ones you can control and which ones you can't and really focus on managing the ones that you can control. For me, my phone is a major distraction, so I prefer to have it in a different room whenever possible unless obviously I'm working on something that requires my phone because that's just kind of part of my job. But otherwise, I just try to keep away from it, especially when I have a really tight schedule. Another thing that really helps is meditation. Meditation really helps with stress and anxiety, and it really helps to train you to function better in spite of stress and anxiety and distractions. So it makes you a lot less jittery about feeling like you've got to check something, got to do something else, you're missing out on something, you're missing something, a call, a text message, a like, uh, whatever it is. It's really highly effective. So I, those are some of my recommendations for maintaining and keeping your focus, especially when you feel like you're being distracted. We're always going to have something thrown at us. Life happens. But if you have a plan, you're more likely to at least accomplish more than otherwise. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I actually recorded this one on my phone, go figure, but it's really late at night and I wanted to make sure that I had an episode up for you guys. Thank you so much for submitting all of these suggestions. If you have anything else you'd like me to talk about, feel free to let me know on my latest Instagram or you can message me on Instagram at Jessica Harlow. 
and I check everything. I pay attention to everything. And so if you send me something and I think it's interesting, I'll probably be screenshotting it and adding it to my notes for future episodes and reference for future episodes. So again, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you got something valuable out of it. And as always, I look forward to talking to you again next Thursday.